magic of the FA Cup. Who doesn't enjoy it, eh? Go fuck yourself. <laughs> uh, welcome Honestly, back. No, I'd get it out of the way. But all the love I've ever given this composition, and yet seven years in a row now, all it's done is just give me a backhanded slap. <laughs> I mean, is this the worst one of them all? Yeah, do you know what? This makes me miss going out to Man United every season. <laughs> uh, At least then I expect it. Yeah. Not to a team 59 places below you. I mean, I, I, yeah. But I, I will say something on Stevenage, really, when we get to it, because, I don't know. <laughs> it's just, like, oh, they're no mugs, and they played very yeah. well, so you had to give it Definitely give them the credit where it's due. But we'll get on to Aston Villa in a bit. So this is obviously our first... right now, it's even worse. <laughs> uh, this is our first one of the year. Uh, we'll have plenty of talk. Uh, talking mainly, obviously, FA Cup, as that's just happened this past weekend. Uh, all bar the Arsenal-Oxford uh, game, as that is tonight. And obviously the replays in some of the fixtures. And we'll have a brief look back at the action in the Premier League and have a look at any other news talking points from around the world of football because there's been quite a lot in the two and a bit weeks that we've been off. We've not done a podcast since the day after the World Cup final. Which feels like a long time ago now. <laughs> Oddly does, yeah. Literally three weeks since we last did one. Yeah, and Villa are normalised again. <laughs> yes. So let's crack into the FA Cup weekend then. Um, obviously, third round this weekend saw all the Premier League teams come into it. And the talking point of this weekend's ties was obviously Chelsea versus Manchester City at the Etihad Stadium. Just it, a few days. I'll see that. Obviously, the manner of the defeat is a shock, but it, it wasn't. We all look at the main shocks, but I'm worried to... Yeah, we'll talk. get onto the. I wanted to talk Chelsea. I wanted to avoid talking about that Stevenage Villa game as much as possible. <laughs> so let's crack on then with Chelsea Villa. They played each other, what, 72, 96 hours before? Yes. It was Chelsea Man City. You said Chelsea Villa then. <laughs> Sorry, Chelsea Man City. But yeah, uh, they both games, I'd argue Chelsea have issues. Yeah, there is real big issues uh, on the back of those two defeats now. I mean, yes, you could say the league form is proven why Chelsea are bad, but then you look at the game on Sunday, actually yesterday for us, and there's just massive, massive improvement needed. But obviously there's a lot of Chelsea fans, including at the game, were chanting for Thomas Tuchel back, Roman Abramovich back. And you're just like, lads. Yes, that's it, lads. Let's bring back the guy who funded the man who has literally started a war. Exactly. It's ridiculous. <laughs> but just on the pitch stuff, forget about them silly, idiotic fans. This is Graham Potter's first transfer window. We are nine days into it. They've made signings. Like, let's be honest, the team that, he, yes, he selects the 11, but it's not his squad. No, I mean, there's... I guess when you can say there's a lot of younger players that are trying to be brought into the sale, mm. then sort of it kind of is. But some of these like cannot play his style of football at all. No, and I don't even think it's just them youngsters. We've seen 
few times now since the restart of the Premier League and even before the World Cup, a lot of these Chelsea players just don't seem to know Graham Potter's side of playing the game and they really are struggling badly with it. Yeah, I think some of the more noticeable ones are Jorginho. Like if he yeah. has to play a certain way, otherwise he's not good enough. Mm. Kai Havertz, I mean, just, again, looks just as lost. Yeah. Mason yeah. Mount looks yeah. a shell of himself. M- Mount's not really been good all season, I'd, I'd argue that. Oh, yeah, I'm just saying, like, since... I mean, he was quite poor when Tuchel was still there the early part of the season, but he's just gone into a shell of himself since Potter's there. And you're thinking, it's a bit strange you would expect him to excel under uh, Graham Potter, but it just hasn't been the mm. case for him. Mm. Obviously, it takes time as well to implement a style and mm-hmm. you get rid of players and you bring them other players in accordingly to to suit your style. Yeah, but it just hasn't worked out so far. I mean, I know Chelsea have a thing of the past of second managers going crazy left, right and centre, but I just, it wouldn't make any sense getting rid of Potter now. I know there's been fan chat about it, but it just, for me, it's too early into his tenure and it just wouldn't make any sense at all. Like you almost be telling Chelsea fans, while well, I understand where you're coming from from what I'm seeing, I'd also be looking just north of London and uh, a club that we're going through very similar things to what you are right now, and look where they are. <laughs> mm. like time, time is needed. And, uh, I, I don't like saying the words right now, but trust the process. <laughs> Uh, yes, it is definitely something that they need to go through. I mean, they have made signings this uh, transfer window already, bringing in David, uh, Dr. Fafana, Benoit Barishile, uh Andre Santos has all been confirmed as well. So they're bringing in some good young players, definitely for the future. When we'll see them all on the pitch together, obviously Fafano played this past weekend, um, but there's been some rumours today that he could actually go out on loan. I've seen he's already, a, so... Yeah, he's a very young player, but they need a striker right now. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. It feels like he was bought in just because Briar ended up getting injured. Yeah. Like, he's not an Aubameyang replacement, is he? No, it's like a, a short... Well, I can't even say short-term because Broha's obviously out for the rest of the season. But it's like a short-term panic by us. We need a backup, and he's our backup for now. It's almost synonymous synonymous of what Chelsea's business has been so far under Todd Bowley. That is described as scattergun. Mm -hmm. What's the strategy? You're just signing people now. Yeah. It it, it isn't making any sense. I mean... The Enzo Fernandez deal. That, that screamed. Sorry, where's this come from? You're just signing him so no one else does. Yeah. Like, he just doesn't seem to fit a player of Chelsea's, but when obviously now he's uh, likely to stay at Benfica until the summer at least because mm-hmm. Chelsea won't go back in with the 120... The release clause. That. Basically the release clause, yeah. 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 Which Benfica yeah. are trying to increase just as much by offering a new contract anyway. Yeah. Which is always the way. Anyway, let's get onto the game itself because um, Man City just absolutely dominated in this one. Riyad Mahrez is scoring a beautiful goal in it as well. I mean, as I was not watching it, I was in another stadium having my life ruined. <laughs> I can't yeah. say I saw any of the goals yes. in this one. Um, 
Yeah, absolutely beautiful free kick. Took Kepa right out of it. Uh, 3-0 up within the space of like 15 minutes of scoring the first goal. So the first goal came on 23 minutes. Seven minutes later, Julian Alvarez scored from the penalty spot. Then Phil Foden scored just before the half-time break. And yeah, from then, you just knew it was game over. It was just about damage limitation then for Graham Potter's side. Makes a uh, double substitution at half-time, taking off Kai Havertz and Mateo Kovacic. Again, I think many Chelsea fans would be like, yeah, that's probably right, because they were really poor for uh, Chelsea. Bringing on uh, Fafana for his debut and Dennis Zakaria, who I still don't know why he's there. Yeah, he looks like the only one who seems to play well under Potter, dare I say. Mm. He, again, he's not a Potter signing because he no, was bought not, him before Potter was. I don't even think he was a Tuchel signing because Tuchel didn't play him either. Yeah, <laughs> he, he's just one of them where I don't know why he's still there. It's just yeah, that, that a was a panic buy. That was great. Yeah. Oh God, the, the, the club, the fans want a midfielder. Just oh, get him in. Like, just get him. Mm-hmm. He's available. Yeah. Definitely. Um, second half went on. Man City again. I think they just turned more into cruise control that second half knew they were 3-0 up Chelsea really didn't uh, threaten too much and then late on Mahrez gets a penalty in the 85th minute scores and City go on to win without having to use Erling Haaland off the bench at all Now it's both what I saw the, the lineups before I, I looked at Chelsea and thought yeah you don't care <laughs> you don't care yeah. what happens in this one Man City yeah, I mean, what, and then you see Man City's and you go well they don't care either but they will still beat anyone because look at their goddamn beating. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you've got World Cup winner Julian Alvarez in there, Riyad Mahrez playing, you had Bernardo Silva, Rodri, Phil Foden, Laporta, Kanji Walker, and then again, you look Gomez. At, you look at that and go, actually, maybe that's, that's not the B team at all, is it? <laughs> that's no, still a, a fairly decent A team. Yeah, you put that as a separate team in the Premier League, and they do really well in the Premier League. That's that their team. team from last season. That's what that is. Yeah, apart from Akanji and Sergio Gomez, because they were yeah. summer signings. But yeah, um, City absolutely dominated, and it's made a depressing couple of days for Chelsea fans losing back-to-back games to Manchester City. And One win in the last nine or something now? Or ten, yeah. I remember. Down in 10th place in the Premier League as well. It's not looking pretty, but again, Potter's not even six months into his tenure yet. No, you've got to give time. him time. It's yeah. as simple as that. Yeah. Um, it's going to be very interesting the remainder of the season, what they do now, because obviously, uh, without any competition for uh, FA Cup and League Cup getting in the way. Obviously, they've got the Champions League, which comes back next month to, uh, against Borussia Dortmund. But and if we they know what happens uh, with Chelsea when they bring in a new manager during the season and then they play in the Champions League. <laughs> oh, yes. But there's also could be the fact, effect that if they go out of the Champions League at this stage as well, then... Um, I've forgotten they who they're actually, playing. Uh, Borussia Dortmund. Yeah, that wouldn't go down too well, I think, if they lose to them. I don't know. But at the same time, it feels like a, one of them a good, where... nice little clash, that, actually. Yeah. But it's one of them where I think uh, if they do, then they can have full concentration on getting better in the Premier League. So it's one of them where I think, obviously, Chelsea fans won't want them to get knocked out of 
European football and stay in it as long as possible. But at the same time, it's kind of a sensible idea because you're playing less games and then you can focus in rebuilding your team and uh, getting up to business end of the season, fighting for them last European places because other teams could be tired playing like every three, four days. Your likes of City, Liverpool, Spurs, Man United and Arsenal, depending on how far they go in their European competition. So it could be, while sad losing out on the Champions League money that way, it could be a benefacting matter for them. Yeah, and it's not the first time they've gone through it in the last decade. No. You think about it, because there was the 2015-16 season after they won the title and they didn't get anywhere near Europe. Yeah. And then there was the season they weren't in it, Lampard's first season, which actually benefited them just as much as well. Yeah, so there's swings and roundabouts with all uh, these types of things. Um, elsewhere in the FA Cup this past weekend, uh, the other so-called big clash uh, of two, like, Premier League teams was on obviously on uh, Friday night between Manchester United but, and Everton. Have you really just called it that? <laughs> I say big clash because they're two big historical teams in that sense. Obviously, <laughs> this season it's not a big clash because Everton are still god awful and how is Frank Lampard still there? That itself could be a podcast. Yeah, I think we already did that last season though, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, but. It genuinely, I feel oh. like we could do it again and yeah. just copy and paste the same points. Um, obviously, United got off to the bad start with uh, that mistake, obviously, after Anthony had put United 1-0 up. Like, it was days ago now. I can't even be asked to be funny. Too much has happened <laughs> since then for me to even laugh at that. Mm. Uh, however, United got two goals in the second half, one through a Cody and goal on the Marcus Rashford penalty in the 97th minute. To make it, I think, seven in a row now. United have won. I don't think they've lost since you're losing a, to Aston Villa. You're definitely on a good run of form. You're getting close to the top end of the Premier League table, I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to talk about title race just yet. They don't it's talk about it at all. That's the worst thing you could do. <laughs> yes, just keep it silent. Nobody mention it. We're not there. Yeah, but I will here. say, in the time that we've been away, Marcus Rashford is just... Good again. Yeah. He he looks like the weight of he sh- the weight of the world has been lifted off his shoulders and he just seems like a rejuvenated player again. Like it's yeah. just so brilliant to see. It's nice. But I also would say the more that happens, the more the pressure's then gonna start coming on in again. And it's how he deals with that that's gonna be the test. Oh yeah, hundred percent. It will be like it's one that he has to learn to deal with. But I think now he's what, twenty five years old, coming into yeah. He's prime years, more mature as a player. It's one of them where I think he can cope with it better, where previously he was seen as Mr. Man United at such a young age, having to carry it because obviously coming through the academy, doing brilliant things there, mm. where now I feel like it's less pressure on him in that sense. Yeah, like he was the first academy prospect to have come through in years when you looked at it, and he looked very mm. good. And then a lot of off-field stuff maybe just overshadowed what yeah. he was doing on the pitch a little bit. It was a good thing. He was doing good things for just life in general. Yeah. Well, it was one of them where he was just trying to balance it out and then obviously the overturn of managers. <laughs> oh, thank God, somebody's talking about it. Yes. And then obviously he's had an overturn of managers like 
he came through under Van Gaal. I'd be depressed as well if he's a player under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Solskjaer rang Nick for half a season now to now. So literally, in his six, seven years that he's been in the Man United team, he's had a manager practically every season, mm-hmm. in the sense of like how many they've gone through. But a uh, good win for United, and they progressed to round four. Now, let's get on to some of the cup upsets this past weekend. Yawn. <laughs> Go on then. Let's talk about your Aston Villa losing to Steve. Oh, can we just talk about Newcastle? That's way more embarrassing. <laughs> Please. Is it? No, oh, God's sake. I, I, just, I don't know. I, I, I need to spare a little bit. 19 hours on. <laughs> uh, I mean, obviously, I didn't see that game painted because I was just I was paying attention to Man City Chelsea, but. You didn't even want to dual screen it. <laughs> no, because I had good faith that you lot would just easily coast past Stevenage. But God, even I didn't have that. Do that. <laughs> I mean, I was expecting you to at least do good, but Jesus Christ, how on earth did you lose? So did I, but then I looked at where Stevenage are in League 7 and I thought, oh, well, the, I don't care that they're four divisions down or whatever. They're second in their league. They're on form. They're clearly no mugs. They've got something about them, so don't take them lightly. But oh, no, no, that's exactly what they did. Yes. Steve Evans is doing an incredible job there down in the league, too, like you say. Got him in good form. But, yeah, I mean, looking at that Aston Villa lineup, I was like, Jesus Christ, lads, what on earth is that lineup? Yeah. Let's I've seen there's, there's all this debate of, oh, but you've got to rotate your squads when you come to these cup games. Yeah, but also what a winner. Yeah. And when you rotate your squads, you're putting in players like Morgan Sanson, Jan Bednarak, Callum Chambers, Leander Dendonka, who have played about, on average, two games in the space of six months. Yeah. Like, you most expect that... them to be good. Like, <laughs> what? Yeah, you can't have half your squad not playing regular football and then expect them to come in and when no matter the up level of opposition, they're always going to struggle. Yeah, and it's just something that I, I also saw the Wolves games are just slow. Where was mm. the energy? Where's the temper? Where's the work rate? <sighs> Where's the basics? Was... I'm just watching us pass the ball through, trying to put it through the middle of a back, back nine, pretty much. And every single <laughs> time, it doesn't work. Uh, I've missed these rants from you. This is even on Emery. Like the boos were deserved, but it was aimed at the players. Like Emery, when he came out afterwards in the post-match, he couldn't have looked more angry. It was that back down to earth moment of, oh my God, what am I working with? Yeah, I think he realised it's just shit. Yeah, I'm trying, he, like, I'm trying not to swear. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would love to have tried to, but it, it, we've got to be truthful here. This backup 11 or so for Aston Villa is not good enough. I'd argue so even some of the main 11 aren't yeah. consistent enough. I'd point the fingers been... at Mr. Philippe Cousinia. Yeah, he's just... This guy, become... I'm done. I'm done. I thought I'm done. Waste. He was a Gerrard mm. signing. That... Philippe Cousinia is the remnants of Steven Gerrard. Yeah. He's, he's got to go. He, yeah, his Luke career now is, is the just... remnants of Steve Gerrard. He comes on and everything goes tits up on that left side. 
Yeah, it is baffling. But it's just... A lot needs to be done to make this Villa side more consistent and you definitely need better depth than what you've got. Yes, you're in 11th place in the Premier League and that's a different matter. But when you want to be better in cup competitions in the long run of the next three to five years, you've got to have a better uh, rotational 11 than what you currently have because if it's not getting losing to Stevenage like that, you'll come to a third, fourth round if not a latter round tie against, say, a top six Premier League team, and you get absolutely thumped if you're playing that eleven that played yeah. yesterday. I also look to our squad and I go, right, out of this lot, who are the players that are going to fight to the very end? Who's, who's going to give it their changer? all? Who's going to give it their and that? But who's going to give it their all for ninety minutes? In our squad, I look at the likes of, despite the lack of quality, McGinn, at least mm-hmm. he tries. Kamara, I think, tries and has the quality. Mm-hmm. Tyron Mings, for all his faults, is a leader. He's the best yeah. leader we've got. Kansaf, again, for the odd faults, looks like he gives a shit. And despite being an old man, Ashley Young. Yeah. Like, everyone else, what the hell? <laughs> they just look happy to coast for the ride for the period of time and it's just like you just can't be doing that I try to be on the side there's two players in particular I try to stay on side with that's Ollie Watkins and Leon Bailey Watkins is a hold up player he's not a finisher no if he had Danny Ings's finishing ability he'd be very good yeah I think and if Danny Ings had if Danny Ings had Ollie Watkins ability just be involved in a game and try and dictate stuff We'd have a, a fantastic strike partnership, but they don't work. <laughs> yeah. And Leon Bailey, I just... I, the more I see of him play now with Aston Villa, the more I question why on earth is he still in the Premier League. I get a sense of deja vu with Leon Bailey because I'm about to say the same things I was saying about Bertrand Traore only a year ago. <laughs> this man is the most <laughs> frustrating player I think I've ever seen. Hmm. He, there's it's, moments you see him do what we think he's capable of. Gets past players. Yeah. And I'm wondering, do that more. Like, Wang runs in behind. And then there's moments yeah. where he's he's just running with the ball and he ends up doing something like, you know Takeshi's Castle? Yes. It's like that challenge where they have to make sure they run through the door that's not this massive, hard block of... Yeah, I know what you mean. Leon Bailey is constantly running into the wall. (laughs) That's that's what he is. That's a fucking brilliant analogy, that is, honestly. He'll get past people, like, three times out of about 15 attempts. Yeah. Which is a shame, because when he does it, he looks quality. And I wish he would shoot more, because there's moments when he's crossing it across the box to Danny Ings he's covered by about five players mm. but again seeing some of the shooting in this game I'm not surprised they weren't shooting because <laughs> they, they wouldn't even count as points in rugby that's how wide Jesus. they were going <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, good no it isn't <laughs> you've hit a kid in Rose Ed. that's what you've done 
<laughs> right, I'm going to stop you with your Villarant because I could listen to you all day. Let's have a look back at some Can of I, your I, I, I want to say good work, Stephen, because they were fantastic and they wanted this way more than we did. Yep. All credit to Stephen inside, and, and I, think they can... they, I think they could have a run. You know, they're playing Stoke yeah. next, who aren't much better. No. Right. Quick recap of the other stuff. Sheffield Wednesday. Sorry, not. I nearly said United. Sheffield Wednesday beating Newcastle United uh, 2-1. Josh Windass scoring a brace. The son of former Hall mm. City striker Dean Windass. See, I never knew that until I saw it. All the years I've known Josh Windass, I never knew he was related. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Wrexham beating Coventry. That's one I like to see. <laughs> Come on, what a result for uh, the Welsh team. Yeah. Oh. Unlucky if your uh, co-owner Rob McKellen because he had to miss the game due to power going out. That's, it. I, that's how I know you've not watched Welcome to Wrexham. It's Rob McElhenney. McElhenney? That just seems weird. Well, that's how they say it, Welsh McElhenney. But I've, I have mm. recently started watching Welcome to Wrexham finally in the last month. Uh, it's be, it's better than any All or Nothing series. Really? It's, it's fantastic. And they are, filming, small. they are filming a second series because Phil Parkinson said afterwards, we had the cameras in today. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was a crazy game in itself. Go 3-1 up at halftime. Jonathan Panzo gets sent off. Uh, then they go 4-1 up and then Victor Gorkish and Casey Palmer make it an entertaining last 20 minutes or so. But Wrexham hold on for the win in that one. Liverpool uh, frustrated with a two-all draw with uh, Wolverhampton Wanderers. And there's quite a lot of replays that are going to happen, actually. Yeah, the TV picks are going to want to struggle deciding what to put on. Also, can we talk about how good Bryson have looked under Robert Deser- Roberto Deserby over the last I'm couple of I'm not surprised by it. Like, I'm really not surprised by it. Brighton. They don't, you could, Brighton, I would like Brentford. Doesn't matter who's in charge. They're just they're organised brilliantly, top to bottom. Yeah. Alexis McAllister scoring a brace in his first game back, I believe that was. And one of them was a beauty. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. He's not going to be at Brighton much longer. But my God, I mean, are they going to get a payday I'll, for it? <laughs> I'll probably say till the end of this season, but after mm. that, mm. I don't uh, think anyone's yeah, signing this month. No. Also, credit to uh, Chesterfield Town of the National League as well, earning a 3-3 draw with West Bromwich. Are Chesterfield FC. I said they're not called Chesterfield Town. Chesterfield FC. Apologies there. Uh, earning a 3-3 draw with West Bromwich Albion, which is yeah. a bit of a surprise considering how well uh, the baggies have looked under Carlos Carbaron. Yeah, yeah. Before they start coming to the AVFC hashtags, so oh, how uh, we lost, yeah, yeah. You just about scribed to draw as an on-league team, guys. Yes. And uh, the other shock of the rounds, well, okay, I don't know what you can call it a shock. I mean, divisional-wise, yes, but form-wise, no. Burnley beating Bournemouth by four goals to two. Yeah, that wasn't shocking to me. That was expected. Yeah, I, it was... Super 6, I had Burnley to win. <laughs> I think I also did, but uh, not by four goals to two. Uh, I think I saw Super 6, the best score was 21 points. Yeah, I don't think anyone <laughs> expected these score lines. Abysmal. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, good results uh, for the, some of the lower league teams. Uh, the replays will be played on the 17th of January as it stands. It's going to be soon because the ball friends the end of the month. 
yeah so next week uh, Tuesday Wednesday we'll see the replays played um, obviously there's Oxford versus Arsenal tonight as of time of recording uh, and maybe it's a good time to talk about the draw as well yeah because Let's have a whoever wins tonight you're off to the Etihad <laughs> yes facing Manchester City uh, that's match. we're going to see Man City and Arsenal in the FA Cup before we have in the league Jesus Christ. That oh, so they rescheduled the one that got postponed to February, I think. that's That happened. But we'll, yeah, I'll take my word for it. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say I don't fully know that one. But, uh, sure. Uh, yeah, well, much, yeah, 15th of February. And then the 26th of April. Two times Arsenal play Manchester City in the league, so you are correct. Um yeah, that's possibly the only big tie we could have. Um, well, I don't know. Is Man United ready in a big one? The Paul Ince, maybe. I, I, I thought nothing of it at first, and then it, it clicked this morning. Oh, yeah, Paul Ince is the manager. Yeah, but that means nothing. It doesn't. Man United are going to thrash them. Exactly. So it means nothing <laughs> that Paul Ince is still there. We're still going to thrash them. Uh, but, yeah, busy couple of weeks uh, coming up. With obviously the fourth round, like you say, at the end of this month. Uh, we've had a busy three weeks since we've been off. We've obviously had loads of Premier League games. I'm losing count of how many Premier League games we've seen played uh, over that festive period. Uh, we'll just have a quick talk on that. Um, Arsenal still at the top of the Premier League. Even further uh, just, ahead now, although yeah. they might have lost the points now after drawing with Newcastle. But... Mm. Uh, Manchester City in second with 39 points, though they did drop points on New Year's Eve to uh, Everton, which was mm. really surprising. It's interesting in that all that the, one. I say the top three in this, they all yes. won enough games, but they also all draw games pretty much yeah. at the same time. So, cancel yeah, Newcastle drawing back to back games now with yeah. uh, Arsenal and Leeds. Mm. Um, Elsewhere, United are up to fourth local on points with Newcastle United after winning uh, their last three games. I mean, they haven't really played anyone beating Forest Wolves and Bournemouth. Pretty much, so. yeah. yeah. Uh, Liverpool losing to Brentford 3-1. I mean, the scenes at the end yeah. at the Brentford G Tech Stadium or whatever the fuck it's called now. Yeah, like, I know clubs want to go for their own strategy. But for the love of God, there is nothing wrong with copying a club that does well. Yeah. And the way Brentford Look at Brighton just... and Brentford. For God's sake, they're just doing simple things and they're doing it well. Yeah, it's so, so nice to see. It's not complicated. <laughs> it really isn't. Mm. It is very, very uh, strange to see that some of these newer Premier League teams don't go the same way as them because they've done like, it I looked really at Villa. well over the I league. looked at Villa and recruitment. Just Try and do even a speck of what those two are doing. Yes. Uh, like we said, Chelsea falling away at the wayside in the Premier League, now down uh, in 10th, losing, uh, obviously, like we said, against Manchester City and drawing with Nottingham Forest uh, since the restart. Everton still look shockingly bad and haven't won a game since the restart of the Premier League. Yeah, it, more and more. Getting absolutely Battered by Brockton last time out. Yeah, more and more, I've 
I think that since the, the league has come back, it feels like the relegation contenders have like become a bit more noticeable. Clear. Yeah, clear. That's what I was trying to say. Like, yeah. I think there's about oh. four or five now. I'm, I'm looking I'd like... S- yeah, you're I'd down. say four. I think Bournemouth can probably just about scrape away, maybe. But I think everyone else, so that's Southampton, Wolves, Everton and West Ham. They're really in a duck fight. And you see, I, I said four or five because I think Wolves potentially might start pulling away now. They've looked good, admittedly, under Lopetegui. Mm. But my, I, I, I've got one definite. Southampton are goners. Yeah, 100%. Southampton will be gone by Easter. Are you telling me Nathan Jones is a good manager? <laughs> good championship manager at Luton. That's what they bought him for. <laughs> They got he's him for a, that. Good, they got him prepared. He's a, They're playing he's a four championship. <laughs> yes. Good championship manager at Luton. Was Shit at Stoke. Like... Shit at... Uh... I mean, he's done well. He was well, a decent but... one. He, he overachieved with Luton. That I will say. Yeah. Yeah. Let's be honest. Give he him actual, massively edge. Give him actual decent players for that level and look what happens. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this Is he even going to make it to the end of the season? Again, I think he'll be gone by Easter. I forget even sooner if nothing changes. Mm. Maybe end of February. Possibly. I think maybe you'll earn a bit more time. Well, you've got to win once, surely. Yeah, I mean, they did win this past weekend in the FA Cup, didn't they? Against Palace. But the Palace team, I don't think, cared about as much the FA Cup as we did. <laughs> no, that's true. Um, but yeah, I think... The relegation candidates are becoming more and more clearer now. Uh, <clears throat> I do expect Southampton to be 100% gone. I'm even going to throw Everton in that mix. I think they're just too, too poor. The only thing that saves Everton is three teams potentially being worse. And that, for me, would be Bournemouth in that case, unless something dramatically changes. I hope that they're going. Yeah. Like they've got new owners. Which will stand them in good stead, hopefully. There is the potential for it, but I just, yeah, I don't see it with them. I was trying to find a Michael B. Jordan pun. <laughs> find, right, what films has he done? <laughs> uh, the only thing I can think of is Bloody Creed. I don't know, I couldn't work anything into it. You could say try and find some sort of creedability. No, no, that you've embarrassed yourself there. I agree, it's really bad, but um, yeah, so a lot of Premier League action has happened. Um, also, we're in the, to the transfer window now, finally. Uh, nine days as we're recording. Chelsea, like we said, have been spending the cash on everybody that's anybody. Uh, Liverpool signed. <laughs> From, That's uh, it. It's been that long. The last podcast we were convinced Cody Gakpo was a Man United player, pretty much. Yeah, and then United just apparently don't have any money to sign permanent players. But, hey, if there's one thing we can say, Eric Ten Hag works very well when it comes to Dutch players that aren't named Donny van der Beek, I should say. I mean, Yes, but he also, I don't know, the severity of his injury because I did. I swear, I saw he was really bad. Season. I saw the picture. It's you, you've got to be out for the season. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, I think he is, but I don't think the club have actually confirmed it. Yeah, I don't, maybe they still haven't, haven't done the scans because it's the weekend. I don't know. I don't know what happened with that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So United obviously looking for loaned strikers now for the rest of the season. We've obviously Ronaldo going after Saudi Arabia. We'll get onto that in a second. Jesus Christ. We haven't even discussed um, so, yeah, it looks like United are trying to sign Wout Weghorst from uh, Besiktas, which is technically from Burnley because he's a Burnley player on loan at Besiktas. Besiktas have the option to buy him for £10 million, but uh, he wants to join Man United and Man United want to sign him. There's also been talk of uh, Memphis Depay, uh, Jao Felix, Vincent uh, Abubakar, who was Ronaldo's teammate and technically still is because I don't think he his contract has been fully, <laughs> his, his contract still hasn't been terminated, although Besiktas could try and sign him if their course joins Man United. Very complicated it's stuff. Also complicated. And yeah, yeah. oh wow. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah, Is Igalo um, available? Does he want to come back? Fuck off. <laughs> what is it with Man United in January in signing fucking Gigrandad as a striker? Odin Igalo. Looking Valt Veghorst. I mean, I know Falcao wasn't a January signing, but he was six million years old. You could argue, what is it with Manchester United and signing fringe players at other clubs? Jack, Butler, Jack Butland. <laughs> I know he needed a goalie, like the Bradford going back was an interesting one. Well, it's because he only played two games for us. Well, if you wanted a goalkeeper, I'd have fucking drove Robin Olsen up here for free. No, I'll take your for one, thanks. <laughs> I mean, there's all the players of the Villarants. I didn't even talk about the this disgrace of a goalkeeper. That's because you got Emmy Martinez coming back, hopefully, this week. I'm alarmed that he's only played once since the World Cup, and you've got every other Argentinian player still playing. Mm, apart from... I don't think uh, Messi could be playing this week. Oh, yeah, PSG need him. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, so... A lot of transfers happening, and obviously the big one being Ronaldo going off to Saudi Arabia. Washed. Sorry, that money. was a look at a second. <laughs> money, 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 money. Here comes the money. Money, 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 money. money. Uh, yep. <laughs> no, he went to build up the Saudi Arabian League. That's what we're supposed to be saying. And helping them get the World Cup. Yes, he is David Beckham. In LA, all those years ago, he, that this is his moment. Yeah, no, not convincing <laughs> me, really, is it? <laughs> no, God, no, Jesus Christ, no. I mean, you're getting 200 million for two years. Fuck off, are you there to help build the Saudi Arabia? Hey, look, hey, look, fair play, you secured the bag. He didn't need it, though. <laughs> he didn't need it, <laughs> My God, he secured the bag, at least. Yeah, I mean, great. He secured the bag all you want. But he didn't need it. <laughs> absolutely didn't. Like, yeah, it, it was that funny moment where he, he was saying in the press conference, I had offers from Europe, I had offers from Brazil, Argentina. Bullshit. And, then, and it was just like, either you're lying about that or you just didn't want to like play high-quality football anymore. <laughs> yeah. So you're saying you'd rather go to the Saudi Arabian Professional League than go and play in Brazilian League or the other leagues in Europe. You chose to go to Saudi Arabia because you thought that was the so-called better 
league, not because you're getting 200 million. Yeah, but hey, you're going to be the face of the 2030 World Cup bidding in Saudi Arabia or 2030. Probably, I wouldn't be surprised by it. The no, that's the whole. It apparently is in his contract. Oh, yeah, there's always some whitewash tactic to this. Hmm. Couldn't even make his debut. I don't say, has he played yet? <laughs> no. All I've seen is pictures of him on a fucking treadmill. Or, or no, it was one of the bike things. <laughs> yeah, like Peloton type bikes. Yeah. Yeah. No, he hasn't played for him. Get yet. off the Peloton and get on the pitch. I don't think he's allowed to because I think, I don't know whether he clashes over to um, the Saudi Arabian FA, but he, he still has to serve his two match ban for knocking that phone, fan's phone out of. Oh my God. Man United Everton. So there was, I don't know how true that story was, but there was some stuff coming around that he has to miss two competitive games for Al Nasir because of that. <laughs> That's amazing, if true. Yeah. Well, the, although they are set to play PSG in a friendly over the next of course 10 they days are. or so. Like, of course they are. Yeah, so... Um, Is it the other rumour be... there's the Qatari investment at Tottenham? Yes, so uh, Ben Jacobs was the one that broke the story uh, yesterday. Uh, Qatari sports investments are ramping up efforts to find another team to minority invest in this year they're actually talking to Premier League clubs including Tottenham Nasir Al Khalifa met with Spurs chairman Daniel Levy last week to hold exploratory meeting yeah, oh, yeah I've, I've just read the thing now it was the Al Nasir coach just revealed it pretty much oh yeah um, which could like, find PSG which could see him face Lionel Messi ooh <laughs> I mean, is Messi really going to play? It's hardly the World Cup final, which we all thought could happen. But <laughs> Yeah, and oh, wouldn't you just love Messi to go over there and like hold, bring his medal and World Cup trophy? Like, ah, yeah, Everyone's surrounding him. Yeah, yeah. This, 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 and he's got Ronaldo in the corner just with his arms. And it just slumps in his January. In the corner, like, just... Little you shit. Be my <laughs> <laughs> you little shit. Guys, I have my Euros medal. Yeah. I've got my Nations League medal. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Do you think he's been made aware of the news of who he's going to potentially going back to when he starts playing for the national team again? Oh, yeah, um, I, probably. So, obviously... If he does play for the national team again. Well, yeah, that's going to be very interesting to see. Um, obviously... That is set to be Roberto Martinez taking over <laughs> from Fernando Santos uh, like, as Portugal manager. Like just look at what Argentina have done. Are you telling me there isn't a decent Portuguese manager out there no. who would want it? Like a, a good young one. Like really? Who? I mean, Are you telling me there isn't one. Maybe uh, Anurim at Sporting Club. I think it would have been. Too early to tempt him. Who is available in Portuguese? Andre Villas Boas. <laughs> is he still doing management? What's he doing now? I haven't heard. That's where the last club he was at was somewhere in Asia. Or Zenit. Was he the Zenit boss at one point? And obviously that's awkward now. Yeah. Uh, let's have a quick butchers. Where is Andre Villas Boas? Has uh, managed since Marseille. Yeah. Marseille was his last good club two years ago. Good enough. Why didn't Portugal go for him? Maybe he didn't want to. And maybe they wanted a manager that has international experience at managing. Like crushing golden generations, yeah. 
<laughs> Perfect. Yeah, well, maybe Portugal just wanted some. Uh, I look at the high quality of Portuguese players and then I look at the style of Roberto Martinez likes to play and I go, oh my God, this is going to be hilarious, but uh, awful for any Portuguese football fan. Yes. Sorry, I was doing a bit of uh, work there. Um, <laughs> Do you mind? We're recording here. Right. Uh, any other talking points that we may have missed over I the last do, I don't think weeks? there is. Uh, that, that I can think of at the top of my head. You, you're busy. <laughs> you're right. No, it's, just, it's just a quick look at something. It's not too busy. I can wait for it. Um, Premier League is back this weekend. I have no idea who any of the games are, actually. So let's have a uh, quick look at Villa and Leeds is Friday night. That'll be interesting. Better turn yes. off. <laughs> uh, I doubt it. Uh, obviously, we'll be oh, back thanks. for our preview podcast. <laughs> for oh, it's also the Manchester Derby this weekend. Yes. And the North it's... London Derby. So we let's get rolling. We have some decent things to preview. <laughs> Yeah, so we'll be back obviously later on in the week to preview all them games. And I am now excited for this weekend in the Premier League. <laughs> Just like that. Right, Tommy Cooper. I want to be. I want to be excited. But you're not. Yeah. Right, so that is it for this week. Uh, there is plenty of talk about the FA Cup and long live the magic of the FA Cup. Who would have thought it'd be Regan happy about the FA Cup for once and not Brad? I think I've officially gone to the other side. <laughs> You've joined the dark side. Who gives a shit anymore? <laughs> well, I can't. My team can't be asked. What's the point of me getting hyped for it? Exactly. I will just go as Paul Rexer. <sighs> Don't be such a glory hunter. Just start learning Welsh. <laughs> It'll be easier to learn Chinese, mate. Honestly, it would be easier to learn Chinese than trying to learn Welsh. It's easy to learn Arabic at this point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, like I said, we'll be back later on this week to preview all the weekend's action in the Premier League and have a look at some of the action coming up in the European games. Obviously, we haven't talked about any of the European action we've had back this past couple of it's weeks barely as barely well. Barely. Do you know what? I saw Atletico yeah. and Barca was on free TV and I just couldn't be asked. <laughs> I was too depressed. Uh, Barcelona ended up winning that and there was yeah, a I, I saw the fight reaction. between Stefan Savage and yeah. someone else. I can't remember who it was. But we'll be back on Thursday to look ahead to the weekend's action and any other talking points that happen between now and then. Until then, make sure you like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. And that you're following us on YouTube as well and following us on Twitter at OffTCPod for all the latest news and stories as and when it happens. And until then, we'll see you soon.